In volume three of A History of Wilkes-Barre in Luzerne County, issued in 1927, there were a number of narratives about religious communities in the early life of the region with a lengthy story about church bells. This one concerns what came to be called the Bell of the Old Ship Zion in Wilkes-Barre. Here's what we read. In a paper read before the Wyoming Historical and Geological Society, October 9, 1896, by Reverend Nathan Greer Park, and called by him the Bell of the Old Ship Zion, the following account of the migratory history of the bell, this prized historical object, may be of interest to the reader. The church that stood on the public square where the Wilkes-Barre Courthouse now stands was the first church erected in Wilkes-Barre, and the bell that hung in the tower of that church and for almost half a century called people to worship was the first church bell that was heard within the bounds of what is now the counties of Luzerne, Wyoming, Lackawanna, and Susquehanna. It was not the first bell calling the people to the worship of God that was heard within the bounds of the territory once included on Luzerne County, though Bradford County was originally part of Luzerne, and the Moravians, who were the pioneer missionaries in northern Pennsylvania, established a mission in the Wyalusing Valley in Bradford County as early as 1764. It was an offshoot from their mission established in Nazareth and Bethlehem under the auspices of Count Zinzendorf as early as 1742. A monument recently erected near the mouth of the Wyalusing Creek marks the locality of the mission. Here in 1764, a mission house was erected, surmounted by a belfry, in which was placed a bell that called those to worship on the Sabbath and on other days esteemed holy by the Moravians. This Moravian mission bell, so far as is known, was the first church bell heard in this part of Pennsylvania. A story of church bells from Volume 3 of A History of Wilkes-Barre by Oscar Jewell Harvey, issued in 1927. That same account reports... While Old Ship Zion has been referred to at length as the most famous church of its time in northeastern Pennsylvania, no history of the Wyoming Valley would be complete without reference to the church at Forty Fort, or now the Forty Fort Meeting House, which is still standing on part of the plot owned by the Forty Fort Cemetery Association. The raising of the church at Forty Fort was undertaken after an inspiring address by Bishop Asbury of the Methodist Church in the woods on the site of the present structure, July 19, 1807. It was a union church in the sense of accommodating more than one congregation. All denominations which had organized congregations were for many years accommodated in the Wilkes-Barre edifice, the Congregationalists or Presbyterians predominating in numbers and influence. The church at 44 was built by congregations of Methodists and Presbyterians of the West Side, the Methodists largely in ascendancy as to numbers and initiatives. The two congregations of the Little Meeting House, which still survives, dwelt together in harmony until the growth of their numbers necessitated larger and more modern edifices of their own. 
We now pick up from that very last sentence, until growth of their numbers necessitated larger and more modern edifices of their own. The 44th United Methodist Church will celebrate its 150th anniversary this weekend with a music-filled service. Pastor Richard Bradshaw and choir member Brenda Grunza paid a visit to the WVIA studios to share some of the history on the occasion of the sesquicentennial. It's hard to imagine that far back because we're so advanced technologically today. But, you know, I'll I'll tell you what. There was a small group of people who began to gather together and meet together to worship, to help one another. They had dinners and meals together. It was a real community. Well, it began to grow, and it began to grow some more. And all of a sudden, back in those days, we used to have a circuit rider that would ride through for the Methodist Episcopal Church, and they would bring communion to folks. And as they gathered more and more, they said, we need a church. So they decided to build a building. It was a little, small, modest building. They met in the community house down there off of the 44th Cemetery, and it grew and grew. And then one day they said, there's 350 of us. We need a bigger building. And so what they did was they built that beautiful building on the corner of Yeager Avenue and Wyoming Avenue. You might call it on the avenue. That big castle-looking beautiful building was built. And here we are celebrating it 150 years later. That stone is so distinctive. It looks like red stone. I marvel at it just like you do. But I know that behind that stone, there is beautiful brick. You know how I know? I climbed up into the bell tower two weeks ago without permission to see what that bell looked like. The original church that they had had a 800-pound bell in it. And when they built the new church, they brought it over and brought it up, I don't know, 50 feet in the air and built it. So I went up in there. The brick is still amazing and beautiful inside the building. I had to know. So I went up there and did something dangerous, and I just told you online. But you're here to tell about it, so okay. Are there ever any occasions when you ring the bell? Will it be ringing for this anniversary? We're going to toll the bell many times, and we do for a lot of amazing days, and sometimes to remember those we've lost, like on 9-11, we, we toll the bell. But every Sunday before service, we toll the bell. And every now and again, you'll see the pastor goes upstairs and rings the bell just so people know. Right around noon, lunchtime, I'll ring the bell for fun. So it's, it, it is a beautiful thing, but we've been a community for 150 years. In the best of times and the worst of times, a depression through many wars, two world wars, Korea, Vietnam, and also the flood, the Agnes flood. And everybody today still remembers it as if it was yesterday. There's a little marker on the front of the church that shows how high the water made it up on there. And when they celebrated their 100th anniversary, they ended up celebrating it at someone's house because they couldn't celebrate it at the church because the water level was so high. That was 50 years ago. And Brenda, you're with us. You have many hats. You're a member of the congregation, and you're also a singer. And we hear from you seasonally with the Catholic Choral Society, and you're involved in the music program of your church. Yes, I'm a part of the choir, which has about 15 members now. It's definitely started to grow, which has really been nice. And we do plan to have special music to help to celebrate the service on the 150th anniversary date. And also, we have planned to have several musical events throughout the calendar year, which is very exciting. We'll be having a barbershop quartet. The Catholic Choral Society will be doing an Advent concert for the holiday season. We will be having the Chai Ringers in April of 2024. And also, Step-by-Step Praise Band, which is from Shavertown United Methodist Church, will be doing a concert sometime in the fall. So it's really exciting, and I really think that music definitely speaks to the heart, and it helps people to to relate, and I think it's just, it helps bring people together. 
And Pastor, what about the tradition of music in the Methodist world? Well, in our history, it's always played a, a major role. And so when we celebrate on October 15th at 10 a.m., we are going to celebrate with celebrating all of the eras of music as well. So there's going to be trumpets. We're going to have a flute or two, maybe a violin, a grand piano, and one of those age-old organs that's been there for a long time. So we're going to play and celebrate the music for every era we were in. We're also bringing back all of the pastors that have served at the church, and every one of them will play a role. We'll share a piece of history, and we'll share a piece of our faith as we've gathered together throughout the years. The good times, the bad times, and even some of the ugly ones, but we celebrate that we're still together and we celebrate it through music and through liturgy. And Brandy, you also know the power of singing in a choir or a choral setting. There's something that binds singers together in a way that's larger than the sum of the parts, right? There absolutely is. The blending of parts and just the friendships that are born from that and the togetherness and just looking forward to seeing everybody, the practices, just a lot of fun. And our choir director is Mary Scheib and She also likes to play guitar and do some other modern things sometimes, besides definitely the the Methodist hymns, which are definitely all of our favorites. So it's really a lot of fun, and there's definitely a lot of strong friendships. And most of the people in the choir have been there for a number of years. So there's a lot of longevity and a lot of passion for the church and for the choir and the music ministry. Pastor Richard, are you a singer? I'm a shower singer, but I wake up on a, on a Sunday morning and I'll have a song on my heart and I'll bring it in to the service. And, and my wife is a musician. She's, she's professionally trained, uh, especially here at, at Marywood University over the years and back in the days when it was still uh, a ladies' school. But I will tell you, to have someone who's a performance player on the piano and a singer, I can't escape music. And not that I want to, because it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. So for me, music plays a very big role at the church. There's music of all ages, including some contemporary as well. So we really we really are coming along. The church is very exciting today. So yeah, 150 years of excitement, and we're glad to be a part of the present. I always ask you, Brenda, to name a selection that you particularly like. What in the Methodist hymnal speaks to you and you love to sing? Is there one or two or any that stand out? Power in the Blood is a very moving song. And that's an old-time hymn. That's an old-time hymn that can really get everybody up on their feet. And and the nice thing is is that we we have our little percussion instruments up in the choir loft now. And there's myself and another member, Jamie, and we call ourselves the Swaying Sisters. And we kind (laughs) of move and groove because we really have a really fun time. And the, the congregation realizes that that's what we do. So you either love us or you just like, okay, there they go again. But lots of passion for the music and the, the rhythm and the feeling and just deep in the heart. How does the congregation do in terms of singing the hymns with you all? On the day of, I'll give you a great example. We have picked hymns and the, one of the ministers picked a hymn when we go up yonder. That is an old children's hymn that they're going to sing. Now they don't know it yet, so if they're listening, they're going to be participating and come up yonder and it's it's something that we're going to do in parts and sing it like a round and just have a blast with it. So there's a lot of great music that we're really excited about. And yeah, and you know what? Power in the Blood. Bum, 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 bum. I love it. It's great. There's a lot of great to hear it on the organ. And then we have a fantastic piano that's probably a hundred years old that, that they've restored re- the Steinway. Restored. And Steinway. and uh, so we we play on that. And we have we have some dynamos that play on that too. Now tell me about when you're inside. Is it high vaulted ceiling? Are there stained glass windows? What's it like inside? 
It's beautiful. I, I, we have we have a, a shepherd's window that is probably taller than my house. So when we light it up at night too, so you'll see it from the avenue as well. But when you come in, all of these are great and deep expressions of faith that people who did not have much came together and had these things made. Mm-hmm. And all of them have symbolism and meaning. So when you come in, you'll see there's pillars that go all the way down the center. All of it is made of this most amazing wood in the world. All of the pieces are original to the beginning and including the bell that I told you about that I wasn't supposed to be up there. <laughs> the bell is from the original church and, and it's been maintained in such a way that you can tell that there was a deep passion of people. When you come in, I always say, come and see. Do you want a tour? Come and see. Make a call. Send me an email. I'd be proud to show this to you and tell you exactly why we do what we do. And and it's a very welcoming church. You, you It would blow your mind to look at it and, and it's something for the eyes to see. And the stained glass of the shepherd is just, uh, I can remember the first time coming into the church and just feeling the the warmth and the surrounding of the presence. It's just, it's just an incredible feeling. It's really a beautiful, beautiful piece of art, but a very significant piece. All handmade. It, it, you didn't run it through a machine. They were all made by hand with purpose and passion that came from a deep faith and a heart for the shepherd that they serve. The fact that it's letting light in is you know, also symbolic, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, in a world that sometimes seems so dark and there's troubles all over, we need more light in our life. And you can look to that window as you drive down that road. And it's lit up at night specifically to bring strength, hope, and encouragement to you. So tell us now about the date and the time. Through. So it's the 150th celebration. It's a service of celebration at the 44th United Methodist Church on Sunday, October 15th starting with our 10 a.m. service. And after the service, there'll be some gathering just kind of to mingle. And then there's going to be a dinner to follow downstairs in the basement. If anybody's interested in tickets for that, they can contact the church. Well, yeah, you could go to 44church.org or you could see us on social media at 44 United Methodist Church on Facebook. So there's lots of opportunities and I look forward to hearing from you. Pastor Richard Bradshaw and choir member Brenda Grunza of the 44th United Methodist Church, a church that will celebrate its 150th anniversary this weekend, this Sunday at 10 a.m. with a music-filled service and the public is invited to join in the celebration. For more information, on the web, 44thchurch.org, F-O-R-T-Y, F-O-R-T, Church. And the church is located at the corner of Wyoming Avenue and Jaeger Avenue in Forty Fort.